Check who's on the track next, never half fast like Yo, what's up? It's Ronnie B, Pro 17 Thoughtcast. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Today is February 9th. God bless you guys for tuning in. If you're watching live, God bless you. Hit the smash button. Smash the like button, excuse me. Uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Pro 17 2.0, please get off of there. We're done with YouTube. Go over to Rumble. Go to Odyssey. Uh, under Find me under Pro 17, just like everywhere else on Twitter, also at Pro 17, Instagram at Pro 17. God bless you guys. We are fighting against these uh, big tech communists, which we are going to touch on in the third segment. Uh, FBI and Congress people are doing work. And it's funny watching all these Democrat Congress people just like, you know, make excuses and shudder and, and uh, spin the narrative, you know, the way they do. They're just great liars. You know, nobody could ever take that away from them. If anything else, these Democrat Congress people and the people in the government are, are great liars. So we're going to talk about that in the third segment. But uh, before that, uh, we got to talk about Walt Disney, Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney is done. If you saw the thumbnail, got Ron DeSantis with the laser beam shooting out of his eyes, man. So um, we're going to talk about the Disney situation. There's a lot going on there, uh, several different things that are not even in the news besides Ron DeSantis. So we're going to talk about that. And then also we got to touch on this story that I wanted to do yesterday. I just had already had my show prepared, but we got to talk about Project Veritas and James O'Keefe splitting ways. Now, this is crazy. This is crazy. Now, when we look at Project Veritas, we know, hey, they're one of the few real journalistic organizations that is left in this country. You know, it's a damn shame that we only could basically name them. And maybe I don't even know anybody else off the top of my head that I can compare with the level of journalism, uh, regardless of, you know, uh, where you stand politically. Uh, you know, they, they are the best ones in, in America as far as like doing that real investigating journalism, catching people with the hidden cameras and all that. Project Veritas, but apparently they uh, they sent James O'Keefe on a leave of absence. Now, he is Project Veritas. I don't want to say too much about it right now, but we definitely got to talk about that um, in the second segment. So thanks for rocking with me, man. Uh, again, if you're new here to the channel and you're new here watching Ronnie B and Pro 17, Pro 17 is short for Proverbs 17 in the scriptures, which reads, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Don't be a leftist. We rep the truth of Jesus Christ and the truth of the scriptures here on this channel. And with that comes us uh, dismantling and disrupting these stupid, uh, lying, satanic government people and the, and the de devil, demonic world systems, right? Uh, the darkness. We are all about truth and light and rep Jesus Christ. So thank you for watching with me. Please make sure you go to pro17.com. Check us out over there. I'd really appreciate that. Small American business. My wife and I, um, we make shirts, hats, all kind of stuff. If you want something custom that you don't see there, we can make anything custom for you. Make sure you check that out. And uh, again, please hit the like button. Share this out with your friends. My YouTube channel got deleted. So we're starting all over again from Rumble and on Odyssey. So please go over there and subscribe there. Also follow me on Twitter. Okay. And also, if God puts it on your heart, if you'd like to donate and help support the channel, if you look on your screen there, you see paypal.me slash pro17. Any donation would be great. Again, if you feel so inclined to do so. Uh, also, you can donate on the website pro17.com as well, as well as just purchase merch there, which would really uh, benefit my wife and I and our family. Okay, so God bless you guys for rocking with me. Let's get into it. Pro17.com. So right now. First thing, right off the bat, we've got to talk about Walt Disney Company 
Disney. Are they done? Can they survive this? So if you guys haven't heard what happened, apparently, um, ever since the Don't Say Gay Bill standoff with Ron DeSantis was that last year, Disney put their foot in their mouth and they, and they made the, the hill that they wanted to die on defending the rights to teach your children sexual situations without having to get parental consent. This is what Disney, the, the, the company and the entertainment organization that used to be the standard, you know, of kids programming, right? I mean, think about when we were growing up, I'm Gen X, man. So I, I, I was uh, born in 75, you know, back in the eighties, you know, you had all the movies. I remember Lion King, you know what I'm saying? All the, even the old ones before I was even born, the Fort Snow White, all the, you know what I'm saying? Like they were good, wholesome family value stuff. Now, Disney Plus is pushing all this degenerate stuff. They got transgender stuff. They got gay stuff. Hocus Pocus 2 had a drag show. I mean, it's just gotten totally out of control. Um, I've done videos in the past talking about uh, uh, the, the the degenerate executives at Disney that were blatantly saying in their Zoom meetings that how they want to inject queerness into all of their programming. So, we understand that the entertainment industry is satanic and demonic, and it's not just hyperbolic statements anymore, man. You can see it based on the stuff that they put out. They had the Proud Family stuff recently. I just did that clip in my other video the other day about the black kids that were just like talking about slavery and we want reparations and a 40 acres and a mule and all that. So it's gone super woke. And then, and as we say, once you go woke, you go broke. Okay. <laughs> Straight up. So uh, today we come to find out that Disney loses over 2 million streaming subscribers and lays off 7,000 employees. Whoa. <laughs> hey, you go woke, you go broke. Now, let me just say this. When you have, you know, the, the reputation of a, of a Disney and you're a parent, I don't care if you're conservative or liberal. If you have a child, you do not want them ingesting and being indoctrinated by you this 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 sexual deviancy this wokeness stuff okay leave that for the parents to discuss but disney it almost seems like they don't care about the money it's like they're more worried about pushing this agenda to you and to your families and to little kids to get them brainwashed so they can have the next generation of pedophiles right not to mention i mean didn't disney get caught with uh, all kind of pedophile cases as well last year. I mean, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. So let's read the story, and then I want to show some stuff up on Twitter that I found. All right, so uh, Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, lost 2.4 million subscribers, and the company announced a massive restructuring. An earnings report released on Wednesday revealed the company claims their streaming service, which launched in 2019, lost 2.4 million subscribers. This is not as severe as some analysts expected as the streamer recently raised the prices. Of course, that's what they do when they try to make money from $7.99 to $10.99. And we're expected to lose more than 3 million subscribers, according to CNBC. Okay, so uh, they also announced a massive restructuring, which will seek to cut $5.5 billion in expenses and will result in 7,000 employee layoffs. The restructuring will reorganize Disney into three lanes, entertainment, ESPN, and parks and services and products. So, I don't know. That looks like four. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If you look down here, you see 
people are saying the same thing. Go woke, go broke. Uh, Disney can die off. So Bob Igar back at the helm at Disney plans to uh, start reorienting the company's focus towards cost cutting. We believe that the work we are doing to reshape our company around creativity while reducing expenses will lead to sustained growth and profitability, blah, 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 blah. All right. So there you go with that. Now it's just crazy because I don't understand who is still donating money and giving money to this company. Now I had the unfortunate responsibility and the unfortunate experience to have to take my son to Disneyland. Now it's not unfortunate for him. I felt like, you know, growing up, all kids deserve to go to Disneyland at least once, even though you're spending way too much money, man. You know, family of three, you're spending over a thousand dollars easily. And that's not even like being extravagant and buying all kind of extra gifts. It's just way overpriced. Uh, the park here in California in Anaheim down here in SoCal, Disneyland is not even upgraded. They still have the same rides, the same stuff, no upgrades. I mean, it's a small world. It's still the same way that it looked in the 1960s and back when I remember in the early 80s. But yet they they keep just raising the prices, raising the prices, right? Because that's just what they do. They're greedy. And I guess they kind of have to do this at this point because families are just giving up on them and the streaming service is obviously paying the price for this as well. But I mean, again, I mean, how can you blame parents for for wanting to get their kids away from this foolishness? All right. And it all started with the don't say gay bill, which was really where it came to the mainstream, what they were trying to accomplish and how they're trying to indoctrinate them and where they just stand morally. I mean, you know, part of business more than anything. I mean, I'm a big Mad Men fan. Have you ever watched the show Mad Men? You know, it's like that old school way of shaking hands. And, and it's more about the relationships between people. Uh, than the actual product sometimes. It's just about my relationship with this businessman. You know what I mean? It's the character. Can we get along? Do I like this person? I like you. I'll do business with you. If I don't like you, I won't do business with you. And so people are just like, you know, I don't like the character of Disney, so I'm not going to do business with Disney, right? Um, okay, let's let's bring up this. I want to bring up this stuff from... Uh, Ron DeSantis, and I want to play this video here from the other day, which I thought was crazy. And uh, Ron DeSantis is the man. Just on a side note, uh, what do you guys say, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? I don't know, man. I want Donald Trump. I like what he's doing, but his messaging is wrong. Whoever is on Donald Trump's team right now instructing him to do the things like attacking Ron DeSantis the other day, what the hell was that? That was like a super beta move, but hey, <laughs> Trump is going to be Trump, but he, he's kind of putting his foot in his mouth. And, uh, during this same press conference, uh, Ron DeSantis addressed that super classy, super smooth. So I like Don DeSantis. I like Trump. I don't know. But anyways, let's watch this uh, reaction here and this uh, this uh, podium speak here from Ron DeSantis in regard to the Disney stuff. So the Disney's going to pay its debt. And I think if you remember when we did the initial special session where we set the sunset date, and we knew we'd have to deal with this. I always said that they're going to come in, and we're going to we're going to figure out the best way to do it. Uh, so, so what I said really for the last six nine months is, Disney is no longer going to have self government. They're not going to have their own government. Disney is going to pay its fair share of taxes, and Disney's going to honor the debt, and that's exactly what this proposed piece of legislation will do. Uh, if you remember when we first went down this road last spring. A lot of folks in the media were saying that, oh, my gosh, 
Disney's actually going to pay less taxes and Floridians are going to pay more taxes. They were saying that. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, this puts that to bed. And so those debts will be honored and those will be paid. Now, this is obviously now going to be controlled by the state of Florida, which is no longer self-governing for them. So there's a new sheriff in town. And that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, new sheriff in town. Maybe we'll do some more Florida resident discount. Who knows? So there you go, man. Ron DeSantis, man. Baby Trump. Ronnie Ron, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? He's the man. You know, um, his political ability, man, uh, is just very, very smooth. I love the way he handles the media. And he took this Disney situation head on way back. Now, there's some other stories that I saw on Twitter after he made this um, speech here that were saying that he's not really bashing Disney as hard as he can. They're not getting all the tax cuts. I don't really know all the depths of it, but I know the messaging at least is positive. Um, and I know that you see Disney losing money. So obviously the people have spoken. This is what I always say. When we vote, it's not just at the ballot box every two years or every four years. We vote every day with your pocketbook, with your dollar. Where you spend your money is the most important leverage and your voice that you could ever, ever use. You know what I mean? Like the products that you buy, the, the stores that you shop at. You know what I'm saying? The, the company and the services and the cable and the cell phone providers that you use. These are all just as important or probably even more important than just your vote, you know? So shout out to Ron DeSantis, man. I like what he's doing there. Um, I wanted to bring up a couple other things regarding Disney here. Uh, Christopher Rufo here, one of my favorites. You should be following him if you're not. Disney spent the last year pumping critical race theory and gender ideology into its children's programming and is now losing subscribers for the first time ever. Iger should immediately fire all of the left-wing activists who are using the brand to push their own agendas. I exactly 100% agree with Christopher Rufo. He's been on the uh, cutting edge of this stuff regarding uh, child propaganda, you know what I mean, and, and all this uh, indoctrination that's going on with our children and critical race theory. He, he's, he's a great, uh, great dude. He does great work. So as you can see here, the Telegraph reported that Disney had announced plans to cut 7,000 jobs and $5.5 billion in costs after reporting its first ever drop in subscriber numbers. Wow. So there you go. Uh, I wanted to play this little clip here, too. This is what we're talking about in regard to Disney being super woke. This is a scene from Disney Plus kids cartoon called The Proud Family, blatant anti-white propaganda. So, again, this is why they're losing money. This is why they're losing you and I, why they're losing customers. Okay? Go woke, go broke. Would you show your kids this, even if you're black? I'm black myself, okay? I'm black again, right? California. But I'm still not going to show this to my son, and I live in the most progressive state in the union. This is just absolutely ridiculous. Check it out. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First it was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. <laughs> and we, the descendants of slaves in America, have 
This is ridiculous, man. This is absolutely gross. Reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Baghdad. All right, all right. You guys get the I got to get that off my screen. That's ridiculous, man. What do y'all think, man? I, I just don't understand how... These people that are in these creative departments and these executives making these decisions would think that you could put that on a child's programming network and think it's okay. Like, I mean, okay, let me let me let me walk that back a little bit and unpack it because you know the colleges right now are coming out. Everybody's a Marxist, cultural Marxist, right? So I guess this is just what they know. This is what they do. When you look at the 98% of black women that vote for the Democratic Party that are on this same thing and still talking about slavery, still talking about reparations, still, you know what I mean? The white supremacy dude in 2023, seriously, though. And then anything that disagrees with them, like capitalism and trying to make money, is all of a sudden considered white supremacist, white supremacy, you know, systemic institutional racism. It's gross, man. All these buzzwords. These buzzwords are just, you know, I don't even know. It's just, it's just a brainwashing tactic. And at the end of the day, the people have spoken and we don't want it. Okay. We do not want it. We don't want this garbage on our television sets. We're definitely not going to support that. The movies. Um, now this is what pissed me off too. This is what made me want to do this story. <laughs> Look at this. So I am an old school Star Wars fan. Back from the 80s, I mean, the original Star Wars, The New Hope, was made in 1977. Uh, Empire Strikes Back was made in 1980, and I watched that movie in first grade, okay? It was like 1981 or something like that. I remember it vividly, okay? My mom took me to the movie theater to watch it, and I was blown away. And then after that, I saw the first one on uh, on videotape, right? And then obviously, Return of the Jedi a couple years later. And I was just blown away. Uh, I think a lot of us that grew up in the 80s understand the importance of Star Wars to us and our life growing up. I mean, the toys. I was just telling my wife and my son, I was like, hey, I wish I wouldn't have got rid of them toys. Them toys are worth money. You know, the original ones, I had a Chewbacca and, you know, Luke Skywalker. The original uh, Boba Fett was worth like money and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know, it, it was it was a real cultural thing. It was something that defined the 80s. It's all the kids that grew up with them toys and stuff. and since Disney took over the Star Wars from George Lucas, they've totally destroyed it. I mean, you know, the prequel trilogy was okay. I can't really get mad at that too much. Could have been a little bit better, but it wasn't that bad. But the but the sequel trilogy with Kylo Ren, absolutely disgusting, horrible, super woke. And you've been seeing this happen with the other programming that they've been doing on Disney Plus, right? With the you know with the cartoon versions and the other shows. It's just not as good. Mandalorian's been okay, but that's because it's ran by people that grew up in that era as well, right? John Favreau, right? But look at this. This should this should be like sacrilegious. This is blasphemy. Luke Skywalker. Disney Plus Star Wars leans towards exploring Luke Skywalker's LGBTQ identity. Bro. Bro, really? <laughs> really? This is where this is where we've come to, people. This is the the United States. Is there nothing sacred? I mean, you know, obviously they're gonna dump on God and Christians. We talk about that all the time on this channel, but look, Luke Skywalker's gay now? In what world? I mean, honestly, 
I could see how they would tie that in based on the way he acted in The Last Jedi because that was ridiculous. I mean, you want to talk about a letdown? Let's talk about The Last Jedi and Luke Skywalker. All of us that watched them Star Wars movies in the 80s, all of us wanted to be Luke Skywalker. You know what I'm saying? You saw him rise up through the ranks, get get whooped up by Darth Vader, then come back and defeat Darth Vader, you know, destroy the Emperor. You know what I'm saying? So Luke Skywalker to the kids in the 80s, man, he was a, the number one hero. Everybody wanted to be like Luke. Then you make the trilogy, and so you expect him to be this great Jedi master like Mace Windu or or Yoda, and he ends up being a little punk, soft guy that retreats and doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore? That was bad enough. That was enough to get people pissed off and never want to watch a Star Wars movie again, right? But now this? LGBTQ Luke? Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. I, I, I'm over it. So anyway, what you can see from all this is that, obviously, Luke is not gay, and I am not going to be supporting Disney Plus any longer, right? <laughs> so anyway, thanks for rocking with me, man. Uh, please check out Pro17.com if you get a minute. Uh, and, and if you want to donate, you can do so on Pro17.com or PayPal.me slash Pro17. So God bless you guys for rocking with me. Ronnie B here. Please hit the like button, man. Please share the video out on Rumble. Need that. Need to get this following up, all right? Uh, next thing we want to talk about is James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Now, this threw me for a loop. I was doing some research and just reading news yesterday, and I saw this pop up on Twitter, and I was like, wait, what? That has to be a typo. Because James O'Keefe is not going to be a part of Project Veritas. There is no Project Veritas without James O'Keefe, period. And that's the first thing that popped up in my head. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even, I don't even think of... Project Veritas as an organization. When I think of that, I think of him. I think of James O'Keefe. And so we saw yesterday that apparently James O'Keefe has been put on leave for a while and he's no longer a part of Project Veritas, at least temporarily. What are you doing? And of course it happens when? Right after they expose the Pfizer executives, right? This is so sickening, man. You guys have to understand how much power these these drug and big pharma companies have over everybody, man. These people obviously have more money as an entity more than Elon Musk, I'm sure, all together combined, right? They have more power. And you think they're just going to allow <laughs> James O'Keefe to be doing wiretaps and, and secret cameras on their company and exposing their ridiculous evil? Hell no. Nah. So uh, obviously there's some globalists or some sort of people in Project Veritas that are running with Big Pharma and Pfizer, or they just got paid. You know what I mean? That's, that's, you know, the money's the root of all evil. Somebody probably just came from Pfizer, wrote a big fat check to Project Veritas and said, Hey, how much is it worth to you to get rid of James O'Keefe? Yeah, you guys might go through a little bit of a PR, you know, hit for like a few days, but after a while, everybody will forget about it and uh, you'll be a rich billionaire, millionaire, whoever it is. No, I tell you what, man, the people have spoken. I saw Twitter and the, and the outpouring of support for James O'Keefe is incredible. And again, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of smart, savvy Americans here that are tired of the fake news media, tired of Big Pharma, tired of these globalists. And we appreciate and respect the journalistic integrity of a James O'Keefe. And, and, I, and I say that I support him 100%, okay? And so I think what's going to end up happening after the backlash that Project Veritas is getting right now, I think they're going to end up having to go back and and bring him back. That's why they didn't fire him. I think they wanted to do like a little test. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to test 
the social media market and see how people were going to react. And obviously the people aren't having it, right? So uh, I'm going to bring up some stuff here regarding this. Let's read the story here real quick from a gateway pundit here, just to get it. Uh, let's get the facts out there. So the report was James O'Keefe placed on paid leave from project Veritas. Uh, that he'll be taking a few weeks of quote, well-deserved PTO. The gateway pundit reached out for James for content for comment, right? Um, here we go. So it says an internal message sent to Project Veritas employees by the organization's executive director, Daniel Strack, said that O'Keefe would be taking a few weeks of well-deserved PTO. An image of the message was shared by a source familiar with the organization's internal operations and its authenticity was confirmed by a current employee. When reached for comment on his personal cell phone, O'Keefe said thing in response and did not respond to follow-up calls and text messages. Mm -hmm. Through a Project Veritas spokesperson, Strack later released a statement on behalf of the organization. Quote, like all newsrooms at this stage, the Project Veritas board of directors and management are evaluating the best path forward is for the organization. The statement read in part. It did not directly address questions about O'Keefe's employment status. So there you go. I mean, I don't know, man. I think nobody's, I'm not with it, you know. And again, the, they're trying to make it seem like he's just taking a vacation, but it's obviously not just a vacation because James O'Keefe would have been. Sorry about that. I got muted here. But uh, yeah, so James O'Keefe uh, would have said something. He's a very honest journalist. He's always a straightforward, straight shooting guy. I think that if he would have um, wanted to really take personal vacation, he would have cleared up publicly, right? He would have said, hey, guys, don't worry. I'm on vacation. Don't worry about it. I'll be back soon. But he didn't say that. He's not answering. So obviously, he got in trouble for this Pfizer thing. I'm, I, I can almost bet my life on this. That That's the reason why. Big Pharma has way, way too much power. I want to put up some of the stuff from Twitter in regard to the support that we're seeing for James O'Keefe. And I think it's incredible. And I think if you haven't done so, go ahead and get him trending. James O'Keefe was uh, trending last night. And I think it's amazing, man. So let's see this right here. Let's, let's go down and read a few of them. Uh, let's get James O'Keefe trending. You are Project Veritas. Don't let the cronies try to turn you into another Julian Assange political prisoner. All right, and that's James O'Keefe if you don't know who he looks like, but you should if you're watching this kind of content. Um, the very purpose of journalism is to expose the world for what it is, not to create false political narratives in order to make money. James O'Keefe, right? Uh, I just unfollow Project Veritas. Please share and unfollow Project Veritas until James O'Keefe is reinstated. Facts. Uh, James O'Keefe has done more for the country and the good fight than any one of you ankle biters. <laughs> Shame on anyone ready to throw the great man under the bus. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, LOL. James is Project Veritas. I don't give a blank about a Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. This guy Swig said, if James O'Keefe leaves, I will no longer support them. And it goes on and on and on. Um, 
and here's the board members here, okay? Board members and C-suite officers involved in this, according to my source, are as follows. So you see the names here. So these are the people that obviously got paid off by Big Pharma or they're getting too much heat. You know what I mean? It could be from the government, could be from Big Pharma, could be both. I mean, they both are kind of the same anyway, right? Uh, reinstate James O'Keefe. Uh, here's Steve Bannon saying the same thing. O'Keefe is, is the fighting spirit of Veritas. What he does is as much of an art as a science. O'Keefe is an artist with an artist sensibility and artist soul, a true warrior poet. Uh, it's no coincidence that they're going after James O'Keefe right after he took down Pfizer. That's what I said. And this is exactly why, because of this video right here that you guys seen where he caught this guy, a director of research and development, saying what he said about what they were doing with, with Pfizer and the experimentation, you know, to make vaccines based on manipulating the viruses. So, you know, uh, and this is the statement that I read earlier. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that, um, I don't think they're going to be able to let him go because I think they will not get no donations any longer from people outside from charitable organizations. I think they will lose at least 60% of their following. If not more, I mean, the people that follow Project Veritas are usually the ones that are very smart, the base conservative individuals, even the middle of the round, the people that do care about real journalists. So the fake news media types are the ones that already don't like Project Veritas. Those are the ones that are say like, hey, they always do this uh, deceptive editing. They don't really show the whole clip in context when it doesn't really matter when people are saying certain things that are blatantly don't need context. You know, when they, when he, when he's, when he's recording these pedophile guys or these teachers that are trying to groom your kids or the teachers that are pushing this Marxist stuff and Maoism and LGBTQ stuff in the classroom, you know, leftist activism, Antifa stuff. Like you don't need like the whole hour long video to get the context. But again, these people don't care about that anyway. So the ones that you're going to be losing are the ones that you saw on that Twitter page and these Twitter comments that are saying, hey, man, without James O'Keefe, we're going to just get rid of you. So I'm going to get rid of my project, Veritas, um, Twitter follow and Instagram follow. I suggest you do show support for the man that does great work. We need more people like that out there. And by the way, all of us can be journalists. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a camera and a mic. Get out there and make your voice heard, too, man. Gone are the days of watching 2, 4, and 7 to get your news media stuff. We need more independent journalists out here fighting for the real, even on the local level, man. You know, I mean, isn't that where most of the stuff goes viral anyway? People's cell phone recordings? That seems to be the, the way it goes, right? So, again, shout out to James O'Keefe. We're rocking with you, baby, and uh, I hope this whole thing gets resolved real soon, all right? All right, so thanks for checking me out, Pro17.com. Please make sure you like the video, share the video. Um, all right. Third segment here on the B block C block here. We got to talk about the updated stuff from the FBI Twitter collusion hearings. Now, if you saw my video yesterday, it was a uh, pretty, pretty crazy, man. Watching AOC again, deflect and, and spin. And that's all these Democrat Congress people know how to do. They can't tell the truth. They can't stay on topic. They got to continuously spin the story. And then, and, and somehow, even though this has nothing to do with Trump except for like censoring him, they always want to like flip anything around that a Republican congressperson is putting on them. The topic at hand is how Twitter and big tech is censoring conservatives and censored the story on the Hunter laptop, right? And somehow it always gets back to Trump. <laughs> January 6th. These people are always going to start like they have nothing. They have no facts to stand on. 
They're a complete joke and a complete sham. And if you're still a Democrat and you're a grown adult, I feel sorry for you, man, because you're neither an idiot or you're evil. And either way, there's no excuse. You're a grown ass adult. You should be knowing and following the information and getting it. And don't be led like a sheep like most of these people are. But I'm not a sheep. Pro 17 fans are not a sheep. But let's go ahead and watch some of the stuff here that they uh, broke down in the hearing today. Um, I want you to watch some of the videos here. And I got a couple of clips from Twitter that I want to play for you right here. So this one is um, the FBI paid Twitter over $3.4 million of taxpayer dollars to censor stories, including the Hunter Biden laptop story. 53% of Americans made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story would have changed their vote in 2020. Of course they would have. Let's watch the video together. This, the Twitter files are just the tip of the iceberg because there's so much more. There was a corrupt revolving door at the highest levels between the FBI and Twitter. Look no further than Jim Baker, former general counsel at the FBI who helped unlawfully investigate Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Or look at Jim Comey's deputy chief of staff who became the director of strategy at Twitter. Isn't it true, according to the Twitter files, that there were so many FBI officials who then went to work at Twitter that that created their own Slack channel and crib sheet for onboarding? The Twitter files confirm that, correct? Correct. Are you aware as the American people are aware, that according to polling, of the people that were made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 61% of Democrats. This is the definition of election meddling. What do you say about that? Like, how, how, can, how can these people on the left and the Dems still want to sit here and say that everything was on the up and up and the election was fair? And also understand that in 2016, when Trump won, all we heard was this Russian collusion and Russia and Trump stole the election in 2016 from a fabricated still dossier from the Clinton campaign, which has been proven false. Nobody was ever to say, able to say anything about the 2020 election being stolen, right? When this is a clear evidence of election meddling and election interference. So this isn't, this isn't cheating like like you don't have to sit here and 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 put in fake ballots in order to be cheating this is cheating you're denying information from the american people they knew what they were doing it's disgusting man 53 percent of voters would have changed their vote including 61 percent of democrats i hope you guys learned your lesson and it's the definition of election meddling by the fbi on behalf of democrats paid for by the U.S. taxpayers. It's collusion, it's corruption, and it's unconstitutional. Facts, facts, facts. All right, so, uh, yeah, thanks for rocking with me here. Let's go to the next thing here. I got some more videos that I wanted to show you. Uh, Matt Gates has always does a good job. I like Matt Gates. Say what you want to say about Matt Gates. I like him, man. He does a good job. He represents himself good. Uh, he exposes a Democrat witness defending the FBI for being a partner at the lobbying firm that represents Pfizer, Soros' Open Society, and Google. You want to talk about a demon. If you represent all those people, you are a definite demon. Uh, let's watch what he had to say here on this uh, little video clip. 
influence peddling, and you are the principal at the Rabin Group, which is a lobbying firm, and I would observe the reporting of Project Veritas, where Jordan Tristan Walker, who's a director of research and development, said on a recording, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just manipulate COVID ourselves, mutate COVID via directed evolution? Pfizer is a revolving door for all government officials. It's pretty good for industry, to be honest. It's bad for everyone else in America. Pfizer is one of the clients of the lobbying firm that you're a principal of, isn't it? I do not represent Pfizer. I do not know, you're, sir. You're a principal of the Rabin Group, right? No, I, that, that is correct. I, I okay, mean, uh, I Mr. Chairman, so I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the clients of the Rabin, Rabin sure. Group, which include Pfizer. Without objection. Not just Pfizer, but Google as well. And in response to the Twitter files, we saw a statement come from the FBI where they said correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional, long-standing, and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements. Are there such engagements between the FBI and Google? When you say... Hey, man, I swear... You have to like really sell your soul to be a Democrat politician, knowing that you have to get up there and lie on a daily basis. They get up here on Congress and in front of these hearings and they'll straight lie. They'll make up stuff off the top of their head. You know what I mean? And just lie. <laughs> these fools are caught red handed. But again, the question is when it comes to these people. Is anybody going to be held accountable? That's what I want to know. Is anybody going to be held accountable? I don't know. Such engagements, sir, I don't quite Does Google follow. engage with the FBI, Mr. Williams? I don't work for either Google or the FBI, well, sir. I, so gosh, I I'd, I'd have to again point you to your own client list that you advertise on your own website, which includes Google. Does it surprise you that at the Raven Group's website, Pfizer and Google are clients? It does not surprise me, sir, no. I, the the Soros-funded Open Society is one of the clients as well. Does that surprise you? Sir, I don't have our client list in front of me right now. I will, uh, assuming that's what it says, I will. I See, and like, again, th this fool is like straight up lying. So like, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't have our client's list in front of me. I don't know. Like, you don't know if you have George Soros and these people that are super high. By, they're probably your biggest accounts. You can act like you don't know that you have them as a client. You're lying. These people are liars, dude. I'm so sick of these fools. Again, but... With the lobbying that goes on in Washington, D.C., how much do we know is getting paid to even Matt Gates or these people on the Republican side? We don't know. They're all doing back deal, back room handshakes, right? So who knows? Who knows who's getting paid? Who knows who's not? It's just, you know, again, it gets discouraging. But at least for the for entertainment value, this is kind of fun to watch, right? To watch this Democrat full squirm. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I would think that maybe one of the legislative initiatives we could pursue would be to tighten this revolving door that folks at Pfizer and folks at Big Tech seem to freely acknowledge in which you seem to be the incarnate of the revolving door. Uh, Mr. Baker and Ms. Parker, I want to assure you both that we time. come not to trash the FBI, but to rescue the FBI well from political capture. And it seems as though that political capture was really enhanced when influence. So there you go. Uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with uh, Matt Gates there. It's like, you know, we don't we don't want to trash the FBI because I know there's some good people there. You know, I, I don't think they're all corrupt, but I believe the people that in the high office are corrupt. 
You know, we're at a point now where over the generations, the people that have come out of colleges and these beliefs and have these cultural Marxist beliefs, these uh, godless beliefs, and a uh, you know secular humanist worldview, there are these these are the ones that are at the top of the food chain in regard to these institutions: FBI, CIA, Department of Justice, colleges, Hollywood, banking. You know what I mean? It, it just is what it is. So. You know, uh, you can't act like your your political worldview or your religious view again, which secular humanism and this LGBTQ and wokeism is a religion. Let's like you know make no mistake about that; it's a religion. And so when you see that, and these people, uh, you know, they're brainwashed. They got the Trump derangement syndrome, so they're going to obviously you know be against Trump, and they'll get him out using any means necessary, even if it's illegal. Making up fake dossier information, censoring conservatives, censoring politicians that happen to be conservative. Because in their mind, they're doing the quote unquote right thing because we can't let a racist fascist like Trump get into office again, right? We're doing this for America. That's what they really think. You know? Uh, I want to watch this one right here. Well, no, that one's too long of a clip. Um, let's watch some. There's another one I wanted to put in here. Uh, yeah, let's watch Jim Jordan. Hey, on a side note with Jim Jordan, can I say this real quick? <laughs> I was thinking this the other day in regard to Jim Jordan. Hey, can can all of us conservatives out here get Jim Jordan a new tie? <laughs> Every time I see Jim Jordan on TV, he's rocking this yellow tie with a white shirt. It's like a yellow tie or an orange tie. Can we get him a dark tie? Can we get him like a pinstripe tie or a polka dot tie? I don't know, man. I love Jim Jordan, though. I like Jim Jordan. But see, I know him, too. He gets lobbied by certain special interests as well. So, you know, it's part of the deal. But let's get him another tie. I'm sorry to see that yellow tie on Jim Jordan, man. Anyway, let's watch uh, the video here from what he had to talk about. And he knows how to drill people when they're... Uh, in Congress. Check it out. November 18th, 2021, an FBI whistleblower discloses to Republicans on the House Judiciary that the FBI created a threat tag for parents voicing their concerns at school board meetings. April 26, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that the FBI employees are being run out of the Bureau for attending conservative political events. May 11th, 2022, Another FBI whistleblower discloses that dozens of parents with the threat tag designation to their name are investigated by the FBI. This also happens to be the same whistleblower who said the FBI leadership, not the rank and file members, the FBI leadership is rotted at its core. His clearance has been revoked and he's been suspended. June 7th, 2022, another FBI whistleblower is retaliated after giving feedback on an anonymous survey. July 27th, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that agents are pressured to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism cases to hit self-created performance metrics. You see what I'm talking about? Like, it's not, it's not the individual FBI agents that are the problem. It's the people that are in leadership. It's the ones that are getting bought out, again, by, by bigger interests like Big Pharma. You know, these globalists and stuff, they have infiltrated all the systems of America, all the places of power so that now they can control the levers of everything. So it's like when you think about America and how many people there are in the country, 
it's not ever like you don't need like all those people. You just need like the ones that are at the top. If you can get like 65%, 70% of the people at the top of uh, the top of power in all the major industries in America, you can control the country, you know, in turn control the world. I mean, look at all the examples there. There's FBI whistleblowers that actually, you know, stand by their oath to the Constitution to do the right thing for American people. And so they're trying to stop the corruption. They're trying to do things the right way. And when it gets to the higher ups, they, they either fire them, they put them on reprimand. They, you know what I'm saying? And it's really, really gross. I don't know what we do. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how we solve this problem, man. But hopefully Jim Jordan and these other people on these committees can uh, hold them. September 14th, 2022, an FBI whistleblower discloses that the FBI views the Betsy Ross flag as a terrorist symbol. September 19th, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses that the Washington field office is del deliberately manipulating January 6th case files to make it appear that domestic violence extremism is on the rise. He's been suspended. November 8th, excuse me, November 4th, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses the FBI accepts private user information from Facebook without the user's consent and information is from only the conservative side of the political spectrum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is only a sampling. In my time in Congress, I have never seen anything like this. Dozens and dozens of whistleblowers, FBI agents coming to us talking about what's going on, the political nature at the Justice Department. Not Jim Jordan saying this, not Republicans, not conservatives, good, brave FBI agents who are willing to come forward and give us the truth. And this is just the FBI. Hey, man, yo, shout out to Jim Jordan, man. He's doing God's work right there. Now, again, I hope they can, like, prosecute somebody or do something about it. But, again, if the Department of Justice and, and like, you know, these people, Merrick Garland and others that are already in the pocket of communist China or whatever and Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, these globalists, if they're already controlling the, the, the top people at the Department of Justice, how do you prosecute these, you know, these high up FBI executives? And, and how do you prosecute people that are corrupt in the Department of Justice? I don't know how you do that. That's why I always say, where's Batman at? <laughs> this is where we need the Justice League to come through and just like kick through the windows and uh, arrest all these people. You know, I don't know. Uh, one more thing here before we get out of here today. I want to play this video from the other day. This is uh, off of a little bit of a different topic, but this has to do with the censorship. And I had to play it, man. This is from uh, Anna Paulina Luna, the new Congress lady. And she went ham. I mean, this is this is one of the, the best grillings that I've probably ever seen from a congressperson, especially a freshman congressperson, uh, Anna Paulina Luna. I, I like her a lot. And uh, but I just wanted to share it with you guys if you hadn't seen it, because this is fire right here. This is better than the Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, one that I put up yesterday. So let's watch this. Let's see, where is it? OK, here it is right here. Let's watch this here. And uh, you tell me what you think about this woman. She's a rising star. Watch this. You, Mr. Roth, a Twitter employee, were exchanging communications on Jira, a private cloud server with SISA NASS, NASED, and Alex Stamos, who now works at Stanford and is a former security, of, um, security officer at Facebook to remove a posting. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? 
Yes or no? Oops. I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This, Do you, this, is, this is your stuff. Yes or no, did you communicate with a private entity, the government agency on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I could. Yes or no? Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no? Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Anna Paulina Luna. Yo, shout out to her. That was, that was incredible. The whole clip was like five minutes, but that was like the meat of it. She is bad. I like her a lot. I like the way she attacked it. She doesn't look scared. She doesn't look like a rookie to me. And again, we got to start putting these people in contempt of court or, or prosecuting them and putting them in jail. That's the only way they're going to learn and we're going to stop these other big tech companies from doing it. Like I said, I just got my Twitter, excuse me, my YouTube channel deleted like two days ago for nothing. You know, now if I was a big content provider, big content creator, and I had a lot of money, I would definitely fight it because I didn't say anything wrong about it. But they just think they could just silence you because they want to because they don't agree with your politics. So Anna Paulina Luna there on behalf of the American people are letting these people know, hey, what you did and the collusion with the with the FBI and, and, and private company, that's communism, that's fascism, right? That is illegal and that is a First Amendment violation and people need to be held accountable. So shout out to Anna Paulina Luna for that and shout out to Marjorie Taylor Greene and all of them for doing the good work that they're doing uh, for these hearings, right? All right, so uh, yo, thanks for watching the video, y'all. Really appreciate it. Those of you guys that are following me from YouTube over here to Rumble, God bless you guys. Mia, thank you for watching. Uh, please share this out to everybody that uh, may be looking for me on YouTube. Get the message out. We're gonna build it up here. All the really base conservative content creators are already here on Rumble. Make sure you sign up here. Uh, get that hit that notification bell on the Rumble app. Also, make sure you go over to Odyssey and get me uh, sign up over there. I'm trying to build that one up as well. Again, uh, there's ways now without monetization from YouTube, you can help conservative based God fearing content creators like myself, uh, survive in this, in this arena. I mean, there's, you can, you can tip via rumble rants. Uh, you can tip on Odyssey as well, or just like the video and share it. If God puts it on your heart to donate, I would, I would appreciate that. The family would appreciate that. But if not, just like the video and share it out because that's the most important thing is getting the truth out to the people. All right. So uh, once again, thanks for watching the video. Pro 1-7 stands for Proverbs 1-7 in the scriptures, which reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. God bless you guys. I'll try to be back tomorrow with some fresh content. Jesus is Lord. Peace.